my name is Brian Martin and you are listening to Season 4, Episode 8 of the Running Technique Tips podcast, season where there is no set topic, but there is the Brian and Lisa coaching experiment. And Lisa, we're actually having our second go at recording this episode. Um, The internet got in the way last time (laughs) and we had a particular topic in mind, which was um, talking about regaining your mojo but uh, I think we might be deviating away from that given the news that's landed in the last 24 hours about the Tokyo Marathon. Oh my gosh I know I tell you what it has been the most bizarre and surreal sort of last 15 hours and I guess for listeners the news that broke I think at about maybe 8 30 last night um, Australian Eastern Standard Time was that Tokyo Marathon 2020 has officially been cancelled and um, a friend actually texted through the article and it was, I actually was just numb. Like I didn't really have disappointment. I didn't have frustration. I didn't feel anything. It was just, I think, disbelief. That's weird. It is strange that you didn't actually feel anything. <laughs> I would have thought you'd be pretty pretty disappointed um, given that you've put a fair bit of work into this marathon prep. Yeah, I think it was – so JT had been mentioning over the last couple of weeks um, and probably for some context if anyone has sort of been maybe living under a rock is the coronavirus that has sort of hit – started in China and has, you know, unfortunately gone global is the reason cited for the cancellation. And JT had been mentioning it over the last couple of weeks, you know, what do you think? Do you think we should still go? We should probably really um, consider this quite seriously. And I'll be honest, I was – a little bit sort of blasé about it, sort of saying, oh, don't be silly, you know, it's probably an overreaction. And so when that news came through last night, it really was the first time that I sat up and thought, maybe this is a little bit more serious than what I have been, you know, really taking into account. So I said I needed to sleep on it because, you know, we're going over with another family and training partner, she's been training the house down. Um, So she was probably a lot more frustrated than I was. <laughs> <laughs> and I I wouldn't even say that I, I don't I can't describe the feeling because I wasn't relieved and I wasn't frustrated. I was just in this I think numb really was the the word for mm. it. It's, it has been an interesting scenario and look I'm I'm a little bit like you. It's, it's definitely been impacting my workplace at the university. Um, because of the travel bans that have been enforced, of course, um, yes, Melbourne preventing, Uni. yeah, yeah, a huge number of, of our international students based in mainland China are basically stuck there, and they they actually can't attend the beginning of semester. And I actually started my second subject on the weekend, and uh, there was about eighteen members of the of the cohort who were still stuck in China, but they were managed to be brought in using virtual classroom technology and uh, uh, the teaching staff actually did a pretty good job of um, integrating them into the into the class. But, yeah, I, I'm, aside from I mean, the obvious disruption to tourism and particularly higher education in Australia, but I was a bit like you in terms of, like, downplaying the perhaps the seriousness of the coronavirus yeah. itself because I had sort of heard, you know, is it it's not really any more contagious than the regular flu. Exactly. And, you know, is any is, are there more people dying from this than the regular flu? I'm not sure about that one, but but now it does seem to be getting very serious with some of these huge large events being 
cancelled in Japan and they're yeah. even talking about the Olympics I being know. under threat. Well, last night, I, after sort of the initial shock, it was, all right, well, let's go and try and find some, some facts. And I think one thing that's really playing in the back of my mind as well is, you know, Australia has obviously just gone through the devastation of the bushfires and whilst they, you know, were incredibly devastating and, and, and still are having that effect, there was definitely a large element of enormous media hype with, you know, Australia is on fire, Australia's burning, mm. and you saw images in the news of um, people had put together photos of basically the entirety of Australia on fire, which was not true at all. <laughs> and so there was a part of me thinking, well, again, you know, is this overhype? And this was the first time of me going, oh, well, maybe I need to delve into this a little bit deeper. Mm. So I was doing a bit of research and they've said that there's about 500 reported cases um, in Japan and only one of there's been one death of um, an 80-year-old uh, lady. And most and of those I, on a cruise ship though? <laughs> uh, well, yes. So most of them are on a cruise ship. And then I thought, well, let's, let's talk percentages because, yes, 500 mm. people is still a lot. But what's the population of Japan, which I then found out was about 127 million. And when yeah. you put 500, into 127 million it it is so far from even one percent it's not funny so yes i'm just trying to gain some context around it the other family that we're traveling with actually one of the members has ms so we're we're just going to speak to um his doctor today and Mm. sort of gauge a a medical professional uh, opinion um, as well before we sort of make that final decision as to whether we actually continue on with the holiday obviously the marathon's now not a part of it but you know we can still do other things. And, and what are the Australian government saying about their recommendations? On so nothing. So we're Japan. on the um, so we're on the um, travel website last night, and and there's really nothing. It's all you know still green and, yep. and still fine. Uh, my sister-in-law, um, in her work, uh, has a, a lot to do with a team in Singapore, and she said that both Singapore and Japan are taking this incredibly seriously. Um, mm. You know, with only certain percentages of people allowed in the office and scanning before you come in and out of the office and so maybe this is all preventative in fact it obviously is very preventative but I think it was probably the first time ever in my life that sort of sat back and really thought you know could this be like a massive Mm. epidemic or is it just something that we've not seen before and maybe it's that case of the we don't know enough about it and so there's a lot of Mm. hype and conjecture Uh, and I, I still haven't landed where I sit on that yet well, look, I must admit I'm not at panic stations with, <laughs> like some of the people that I'm commute. There's even people on the train from Ballarat to Melbourne wearing face masks at the moment and I'm sort of thinking oh, you're probably taking that a step too, too far and, look, I don't feel personally concerned about walking around the university campus and being exposed to huge amounts of people because if it's no more in- infectious than the regular flu yeah. um, and I'm in pretty good health, then my chances of picking something up and then being uh, in a vulnerable enough um, state of health for it to actually impact me in a negative way are probably very, very, very small. Yeah. So yeah. I guess for you maybe it's a little bit different given you have children. So is that sort of part of your thinking? Well, definitely. I mean, it's both of them are, are super healthy, but it's just that, you know, that, that guilt that you take on thinking, oh, my gosh, am I exposing them to an environment that, you know, I had control of that situation and you know we're obviously traveling so thinking of going to places like Disneyland in Tokyo and I sort of thought oh gosh you know we're gonna be touching all these things that other people have been touching is that a bad place to go but again I sort of before my mind and 
exaggeration gets the better of me. I really wanted some professional advice on it. So not sure if we're actually going to go to Japan. I think we are probably still going to go. Um, and we are going skiing for a fair bit of that as well. So we'll be in the in the ski field. So, But, yeah, still just a really like a crazy thing to have happen. Um, I haven't seen this ever in my lifetime. You know, I know that New York Marathon got cancelled because of, I think, Hurricane Katrina quite some time ago. But mm. uh, I haven't seen something cancelled on a mass scale because of some sort of illness outbreak. Yeah, that's true. I, I'm struggling to think of an event that I can recall and I, I can't off the top of my head. Mm. Um, so I've actually <laughs> got uh, Japan Marathons up on my browser as well. Is there anything else that's on whilst we're there? Um, but I did see some notes that they're potentially going to cancel the Goya Women's Marathon too. So um, Right, okay. I think we might just be putting the marathon to bed. Well, I was just about to, to say, so what's the plan? Are you thinking the marathon gets set aside for a while? Like obviously there's the Canberra Marathon coming up um, in April, so that's not too far away. So you could potentially sort of reload for that yeah um, so that's actually not an option because my mm. compulsory university weekend is actually that weekend oh, right. and if i don't okay. go i fail so do you know what so when the sort of numbness wore off the marathon really isn't on the isn't on the cards mm-hmm. in sort of the immediate future i think and this will, will work into our sort of our topic. You know, I was in a bit of a a rut there towards the end of the year and just the thought of having to do this marathon was all seeming to be a, a little bit too much and then got myself out of that. And I had worked to the point, even on the weekend, I was actually going back and looking at my splits in the New York marathon um, and actually gained a fair bit of confidence from that. I think this is mm. also where the numbness came from because – I went back to sort of analyse, uh, you know, my 5K splits because last, I think it was last recording or maybe we'd just spoken about this on one of our coaching calls was that I decided to break the marathon into 8 by 5 k Yeah. I felt like that was sort of a, a nice mental um, stimulus and way to look at it. So I went back and had a look at my 5K splits in New York up until when my knee went and I actually didn't realise I was running really well. Um, in my head it was sort of all a bit of a... A disaster, but uh, up until sort of just about thirty k's, my average pace for a five k was about four twenty two, and I actually didn't realise that. So that that gave me this huge amount of confidence, thinking, well, I actually feel fitter now than when I went into New York, despite doing less volume. And so Sunday evening, I was in a really good positive place and I was visually, Mm. you know, rehearsing sort of the 5Ks in my head (laughs) and now it will not be. So I don't think I, I, I'm not that excited about doing a local marathon, to be perfectly honest. I, yeah, I really enjoy those big events. Right, you need the big marathon to get you out of bed. And... <laughs> I think, you know, if I, I think if I was like my training partner who had done, like who had literally ticked every box and had yes. been, you know, stacking up 100K week after week after week, I'd probably be in a different mindset. But my average has been about 65Ks and my longest run has been that half marathon, 21Ks. So I, the honest truth is I don't really want to put myself in a position of injury risk for something local when, you know, I think I'm actually pretty fit to run a good 5 or 10. 
Yes, and and you did, and I did. Um, I'm not, and yeah, a few weeks ago, and yeah, I'm not sure how much you want to talk about because we did before the internet intervened last time. Managed to get a bit of your recap. yeah, no, let's well, let's um, maybe maybe just run through. Let's it chat just in about case it. I know audio doesn't come up to scratch. Definitely. Well, um, we've been working quite well in our little sort of um, experiment on marathon training. And I think it's now about three weeks ago. I'm just looking through my diary to try and find the the race. It was the 25th of January. So what's that? That's about four weeks ago was the New South Wales 5K champs. And uh, I decided to enter and it said to you that I really wanted to try and gain some confidence by running a lot quicker than what, say, the um, you know you would be running in the marathon, and I entered my time as nineteen thirty, which I genuinely thought I was in shape for, and that was based off I had done a session I think a week prior, I think it was maybe six by three minutes thereabouts, and when I sort of tallied up that distance, I think I got about a twenty twenty five k time, so I felt pretty confident yep. that you know on the track I could run nineteen thirty. And the night itself was so oppressive. It was about 30 degrees and I think it was about 90% humidity. And I was in one of the mixed community races, which I actually was really thankful for Athletics New South Wales deciding to throw the non-championship females mixed in with the men because what often happens is you end up being in a race with about 10 girls who are, you know, all, all pretty speedy, but... It ends up being Indian file the whole way and that's it's quite frustrating actually but being mixed in with the men and having quite a few good battles with some men who are you know of, of a similar level it actually sort of motivates you a bit too so and there are definitely a lot more guys around particularly running in the club scene who can sort of run between 18 and 20 minutes so yeah a well more, that's um, it a lot more company for you exactly and you know let's be honest if you're running sub four minute k's as a female that, that is sort of towards the pointier end of the spectrum you know sure you're not elite yep. who are running sort of about 15 minutes but it's a very thin field that sort of sub four minute k's and even just you know sort of that 21 to 22 minutes um for a female you, there's not a lot of company around you so it can be a bit of a lonely experience but as you say there's quite a lot of men who are in that bracket and so i've always loved racing um with the men for that reason Anyway, my race was one of the first ones, I think about 6pm, so it was so impressively hot, uh, which doesn't really phase me that much, and I had decided that I wanted to head out um, and start off at around 96 second laps, so for context, that's around 4 minute K pace. Uh, There was 24 people in the race. We took off. Um, The first lap, I was coming second last, and I did a 91 second lap. (laughs) And I was so far second last, it wasn't funny. And one of my team members um, had said that he would sort of pace me through. And we got to the 400 and I just said to him, we need to slow this down. Like I am not going to keep this pace up for the whole thing. I ended up keeping that pace up for the whole race. So that totally blew me away. And uh, it was quite nice because every lap I was just passing more and more and more people, which um, in itself is quite a big confidence boost. But and you got you got quite a few mentions on the commentary on the live stream, which I was pretty impressed about. Yeah, I know that was that was quite nice. I think uh, you know being a, a board member and being out there and supporting the sport that uh, I'm uh, one of one of the faster board members, I think, or maybe the fastest board member you were described as. Oh, I am the fastest. Course. I'm taking that uh, title. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, hoping that none of them actually resume training because there are a couple of sort of ex-speedy runners in there. But, you know, for right. this oh. point in time, I'm the fastest, so I'll take that. <laughs> but anyway, as the race went on, I actually felt amazing. I actually felt quite underdone. And then I had decided that I really wanted to try and run hard the last 2K. So that's five laps to go. Um, Because often in a 5K on the track, that's where you sort of really start to fall apart. So I wanted to bring a real positive experience for those last five laps. But I hit 1,600 metres, so four laps to go. And I think this is the first time this has ever happened to me. I was so hot that my insides felt like they were on fire and I just I it wasn't that I was tired I was just so hot and they had water meltdown, out of, Lisa. I think I was in like a mini internal meltdown and they did have water on the track but I went through this period of that the water was in lane four and obviously running in lane one and I just mentally couldn't work out how to get from lane one to lane four and it all just actually seemed too hard and it seemed easier to just keep on running. So I did keep on running. I had no idea of what time I was running until the final 100 metres where I saw the big clock at the end and the clock said 18.25 and I'm not great at maths at the best of times, let alone when I'm completely (laughs) oxygen depleted, but in that split second, I could easily equate that I only had 100 metres and I had 35 seconds to get under 19 minutes. And I I felt like I took off like a rocket. I'm not sure if I did. <laughs> but I ended in 18.52. And honestly, I think that's the happiest I have been with a performance in such a long time because I was genuinely blown away by it. It's a very good time, particularly when we hadn't really done anything too specific regarding preparing for a 5k we really had been focused on those um, kind of threshold and sub-threshold pace and marathon pace efforts um, but nothing um, faster than that so yeah I was, I was um, super impressed by that performance yeah I was I was wrapped and I, I was wrapped for a couple of reasons you know at that time wasn't a PB but the performance and the way I executed and the way I felt to me actually felt just as good as a PB and my so my average was 346k splits and all the training we've been doing I think the fastest you've been saying don't go under four minute k's which again is that testament to you you know you don't have to smash yourself to actually perform well Um, and as we've spoken about before I was sort of queen of run going to the track and running 70 second 400s (laughs) then not being able to break 10 minutes for 3k yes so that's yeah I think yeah, it's unfortunate that you're not now not going to be running the marathon so we could see how that diet of training impacted your performance on that. But I'm guessing now, especially given this performance and how well it, how well you ran it, both in terms of execution but also in the oppressive humidity and heat. Mm. So I think if it had been a bit cooler, we would have seen you maybe even closer down towards um, 18 minutes. But yeah, yeah so then the, I'm assuming the next step is maybe to try your hand at bashing out a couple of faster 5Ks or maybe a 10K in there somewhere. I think that is it. So I will spend today sort of having a little bit of a look at a a calendar and what's coming up. And um, we have actually booked to go up to the um, Australian Masters, which is in Brisbane, and it's on, I think, about the 13th of April. Um, Mm -hmm. So there is a 5 and a 10K um, track there. So I've sort of got a little asterisk against that. Initially, it was just going to be I'd turn up and be a bit of a social event but now with the news of the Tokyo Marathon and not having a marathon in my legs then I might be shifting that focus but um, 
I can honestly say that off the back of that 5K run, I feel like for the first time ever that breaking 18 minutes is actually genuinely achievable. And I think that's why I was so happy with that run. Definitely achievable. So, um, yeah, I think, I think re- yeah, if you do decide to reload for that time frame, um, there's plenty of time. Do some slight changes to the training to just give you that extra little bit of leg speed that'll help you feel comfortable at that closer to sort of 3.30 to sort of 3.35 kilometre pace um, mm. that you sort of have to run to, to get under 18 minutes. Yeah, well, and just sort of context, my K splits were 3.46, 3.44, 3.45, 3.49 3.41. And I pretty much ran every lap in... 91 seconds while the 91 low or 91 high with just my final lap being a, an 82 or an 83 which brought that yeah. sort of last k down to a 341 so it was just so happy and I really think that this training one thing that I think I was really missing in the past was these jog recoveries because previously I'd done static recoveries and for whatever reason, I have that ability to recover very quickly when I'm standing still, even if it is only for sort of 30 seconds or 60 seconds. And Mm -hmm. I even see it in my heart rate. I see it just drop straight away. So I'm obviously recovered to go again, but it's obviously not replicating race style because you're not stopping and starting all the time. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think this style of training, whilst I'm not getting, um, you know, the the speed isn't, I'm not getting up to those speeds or, or times in the reps, but by just having that jog recovery is I think aiding that ability to work in that sort of threshold um, area a lot better and I think yeah just I've been feeling myself even though my volume's been pretty low as well just that extra bit of strength in the legs that comes from that kind of training um, seems to be serving us both well and look I'll I'll probably look to put a 5k time on the board at a park run sometime in the near future it's probably not going to happen in the next couple of weeks given study commitments but yeah, it'd be good for us to, once we've both had a really proper crack at a 5K, sort of compare notes on the type of training that we've been doing and what has worked and what we can sort of tweak going forward. Yeah, and look, I've, I've also really enjoyed sort of this two sessions a week and when I say sessions, also being that Sunday as a session and I've thoroughly, thoroughly been enjoying the Sunday having efforts being thrown in, like it's really made me look forward to it. And I've been doing so much of it on my own, whereas previously the thought of doing a session on my own or, you know, something like what we've been doing, I've just thought, oh, it's the last thing I want to do. And I think the other thing that's slightly disappointing about not doing the marathon is I've just totally blown myself away with being able to hit these times and none of it has been forced and when mm. I say hit the times you know you've been saying we'll do 10 by sorry three by 10 minutes you know do 60 minutes and then do three by 10 minutes and just see what the heart rate is and I'm not actually watching the pace whilst I'm running and it's been anywhere from sort of four tens to you know four twenties and that has been really pleasing and, and surprising because I have said it many times, I don't train particularly well on my own. <laughs> but I think I'd like to keep that in even for this 5K, 10K. I think that it's – I actually think that it's working. I think it's a good way to train and you can definitely vary what you do as part of those long runs quite considerably. So if we wanted to change the focus to introduce some more intensity during the week, during the midweek session, we could definitely sort of um, – adjust the long run accordingly and look when you're only doing two sessions i've definitely been finding it's it's 
fairly easy to recover between the two, even with a lot of other stuff going on in your life. So, yeah, I think, I think we keep going yeah. with that structure if you're enjoying it. Well, and that's it. And also, um, yeah, just as a, as a side note, like JT is, again, just hit his straps and literally, this is this is quite annoying, but also, you know, semi <laughs> quite proud, proud wife. He, every time he's stepping onto the track at the moment, he's just running huge PBs. So he's sort of taking those prime slots, you know, with training with the group and has really sort yeah. of hit that stride. So I'm having to take back seat at the moment and fit in training <laughs> wherever there's a spare slot. So this oh, um, no. <laughs> two sessions and, you know, being able to do these things on my own is actually fitting in quite nice with the other things in our life. That's good. Well, where should we go from here? I, I think I might delay giving any kind of recap on my training because it's <laughs> well, there's a little bit to to potentially report, but maybe we can do a uh, a debrief on that after I put a performance on the board. But yeah. I, I would say that I have been putting some fairly decent training sessions together, even though I've really only been hitting three runs a week over the kind of last um, five or six weeks. But despite that, feeling pretty fit and yeah, have actually. I've sent you a few of those sessions and hitting some good paces in training. So I think I am quite fit despite the fact that, yeah, my volume has, hasn't really got above 40Ks a week during that period. No, you are moving quite well in some of yours. But, yeah, I agree. Let's pop a, a performance on the board and then you can unravel whether or not it, it worked or it didn't work. Sounds good. So <laughs> actually, I want to mention one other thing. I think I sent you this article. This is another coronavirus story, but um, <laughs> interesting one about the gentleman who ran 50 kilometres in oh, his lounge yes. room because he was in self-isolation. <laughs> he ran 50 kilometres around an eight-metre long course. <laughs> And allegedly ran 50Ks in four hours 48, which is actually moving. Like, that's super fast. Yeah, yeah, so that's like quicker than four-hour marathon pace and doing that around your land room. I can only imagine how dizzy he was at the end of that, but the lengths that some people will go to to get their running session in. How far was it? 50Ks. My gosh, so that's eight. He's in sort of 3.15 marathon territory. Uh, maybe not quite that quick, but um, yeah, definitely moving, definitely moving. Wow, um, talk about the mental um, component of that as well. He, uh, wow, that's that's crazy. I can tell you what, I definitely don't think I would ever do that. I struggle to run on a treadmill for 10 minutes, let alone my lounge room for four hours. <laughs> the friend that sent me that article, I did mention that. I just said, I, I don't think that's going to be for Lisa running around the lounge room when she <laughs> refuses to even run on a, a treadmill. No, not at all. Well, you know what? Good on him. Excellent. Well, despite the fact that your marathon's been cancelled, it looks like you've still got your mojo. So, so still full of mojo, Lisa. Um, I am. What happened? How, how did you? How did you get the get the hunger and the passion back for your running? Mm, so, I really wanted to talk about this because I've been seeing a little bit of it, even in just um, some of the a couple of people in the running group and then I obviously went through this at the end of the year and it can be quite common that you lose that mojo especially after if you've had you know a, a great performance or you know if you've been injured or like in my case you've just taken way too much on and I really wanted to discuss ways to sort of overcome that before you really just throw in the towel and sit on the couch for, you know, the next six years and <laughs> pretty much self-destruct, which, you know, is, has happened, um, not to me personally, but I have seen some people head down that path. But I think for me, 
it was acknowledging it and verbalising it to other people was sort of the first step in the process. You know, I've... So you had a bit of running therapy, did you? Get on the couch? Well, you know, I I think what happened last year is that um, I had actually ended up, started the, the year off quite well. I had equaled my 5K PB. I ran my fastest 10K in, you know, over a decade and probably could have run a PB if I hadn't self-sabotaged in the first K <laughs> and was, you know, doing a few training sessions and that was sort of hitting times that I hadn't hit before and then got injured. That went on forever, took on too much came out the other side of that and was desperately trying to get back to where I was at the start of the year. But I was actually hating it. Like, have you ever just, you know, you, you put on your shoes because it's a habit and then you, you go for your run because it's a habit, but every step of the way, you're just like, what am I doing? I don't enjoy this. I don't want to be here. And it's quite this sort of negative feedback loop that's going around in your mind. Um, have you ever experienced that? Yes, definitely. It, it it can happen. Yeah. So I was in that really negative feedback loop and I really had to just stop and sit back and go, well, what's going on? Because for me, running is actually that thing in my life that's really positive. It's often something that de-stresses me. It's something that I like to do, even if it's just for 20 minutes, just sort of time with my own thoughts. And suddenly that was just becoming a really negative experience. So for me, the first thing was to really call it. And I remember saying to you that, you know, I'm, I'm in a rut. I'm, I'm not enjoying this. I, I, I don't know if I want to keep running. I've got this sort of macro goal in the distance of this marathon and it's making me feel quite anxious. What do I do? And so I think just having, you know, being able to have people in your life that you can open up that dialogue with to begin with, I think is actually a really strong starting point. I like it. Admit there is a problem, then you can solve it. Yes, exactly. So I admitted that problem and then I pretty much turned to you and said, okay, you're going to be my coach now because I need <laughs> <laughs> I need a change of environment. And... Extreme, extreme problem needed extreme measures to address it. Uh, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that I was disliking my environment or anything. It was just that with all of these other things that were going on, I just couldn't commit to something else and I think I really just wanted basically to remove myself from the situation and, and and sort of run my own race for a little while and whilst I absolutely love group training and I love being a part of the club and everything it just got to a point where I really needed to find myself and you know lay some of my own foundations to be able to get that energy back up and get myself back into that positive frame of mind and, and state and I guess out of the rut so um, I was reading an article during the week about this um, from Steve Magnus he posted it on um, on Twitter and he coined it as disrupt the pattern and I thought that was a really strong message and in so many ways that's exactly what I did I disrupted my normal pattern and by doing that I finally clawed myself out of the rut and I would say that it was probably I would say that after we did the, when we did the Hobart half marathon, since then I've really sort of found my stride. So it was probably a good, you know, three months of, of going through that process, disrupting that pattern and finding that I've really come out of the other side. And, and now that I've really got my mojo back. I had a couple of things on my list about getting your, your mojo back. And obviously we did disrupt your pattern by changing the training mix around 
quite considerably and we also changed like the parameters around flexibility so yeah. everything became negotiable around when the training would happen and training sessions could be adjusted within a range of how you were feeling on any given day and look overall compared to your marathon build-up you're actually doing a lot less as well and that was sort of one thing in particular that I had as a big bullet point was have a look at doing less and maybe you might actually enjoy it more. Yeah and I have honestly thoroughly enjoyed that and I, I think another key turning point as well is after I had um, acknowledged and, and voiced that I was in this rut and I can still visualize where I was standing when I sent you this message and I text you and I said I am no longer aiming for a time for the marathon so again disrupting the pattern but removed any additional pressures that you really put on yourself so that um, suddenly it completely changes that landscape and I guess your why so you know my wife my why for doing the marathon was no longer well I want to break three hours my why was I actually just want to go I want to enjoy something I want to do something different and I want to have an enjoyable experience and finish this race feeling healthy the brief was always to get you to the start line not injured and healthy yeah and if we could add to that in a in a good state of mind as well so maybe that maybe that comes under the healthy category so yeah. feeling feeling good in your headspace as well as within your body and i think you know as as runners irrespective of your level we're competitive with ourselves we're constantly judging you know our performances against maybe performances of the past or performances of where we want to be or against other people who we think we're of a similar level at and that's all well and good when you're in the right headspace to do it. But when you're in that rut, that competitive element, I believe, really needs to be removed because it's just adding another layer of stress. And one of the things that I have really, really enjoyed with this training and disrupting this pattern has been not training to distance or to hitting particular time targets. I've really mm. enjoyed that it's you know, go and run 30 or 40 minutes, then throw in a five-minute, um, you know, perceived effort and then jog for a bit. And, you know, I think it really hit home listening to the Tom Schwartz interview on the Inside Running podcast during the week. And that was very much his philosophy on, you know, throw away the mileage parameters and throw away the you know, hitting particular times on, on certain days and, and go with how you're feeling on that day to get that training benefit. And, that has really helped um, me as well because I'm not comparing myself to a previous version of me because I'm in a different time in my life and I've got so many things going on. And it really brought that passion and that love back. Like I just looked forward to going out and you'd often say, oh, well, you know, you'd, you'd coin it weekend. It didn't have to be on a Sunday long run. It could be Friday, it could be Saturday or it could be Sunday. And it's like, you know, do 90 minutes with these things in it um, you know, on the weekend whenever you can fit it in and that really allowed that flexibility as you said um, and yep. that breathing space to climb out of that little hole that I was in. <laughs> the little hole yeah I'm glad you mentioned that interview because I listened to that as well and yeah his approach was uh, eerily similar to the one that we've sort of been following yep. so it was quite instructive and I know it gave you a lot of confidence because of some of the athletes that he'd coached to very good marathon times who had done about yeah, the same no, exactly. sort of volume. And so Definitely that, that topic of doing less has been a good one for me. And like, even though I've sort of bemoaned the fact that I'm only getting three runs a week, on the flip side of that, that's actually been really good because I pretty much look forward to each and every one of those. So 
there's not a yeah. run that I'm heading out the door for that I'm thinking, oh, I've got to go and do another X number of kilometres or get this extra run in. So every one of those I'm really enjoying, particularly the two sessions like you. So make it make that midweek um, session, make some time to do that, really enjoy that one and really enjoy the Sunday long run. And the other part of the Sunday long run that I really love is getting out into nature mm. and doing that one in the forest. Yeah. So. And I've mentioned a few times up at the Dalesford High Performance Centre, um, running in the, the semi-altitude of 700 metres above sea level. <laughs> and that's like two hours of meditation that you can just look forward to that is super, super relaxing. And yeah, last time I did that, it was just after that really, really hot spell that we'd had. And then there was a big dump of rain and just this beautiful, cool morning. The forest was just bleeding eucalyptus oil like the smells were fantastic running past these little um places where the apiarists were um keeping their bees and yeah you could just smell the honey wafting off those and like no other sounds other than just the sound of birds and and other things like that is just super relaxing and super calming uh and super meditative so for me, that's kind of like, yeah, that's something to look forward to, even though it's happening on the run. Like if you think about how often during the week you actually stop for two hours and don't have any external stimulus, yeah. just doesn't really happen, does it? And, you know, for me, that's been like a really good um, a good motivation to get my mojo into making that run happen on a regular basis. And look, I probably only get it done about every second week's, every second week in the forest, but yeah, it's definitely something to look forward to actually that's just an interesting point in itself around mental health um the hidden brain podcast actually did uh, a small segment on this it wasn't so much about the running part of it i'll have to find it we can link it in the notes because i thought it was really interesting and they had a lady on that they had done a study in the states on uh, building two apartment blocks and one was just all concrete and the other was um you know with grass and parks and leaves and basically the the crime levels and the happiness levels and the, the mental health of the individuals who were in the, the green apartment um were the, the mental health was much better um and crime rates were much lower in that than you know when you're just stuck in sort of concrete jungle and i think for a lot of us you know we work in cities and we live in in busy areas and you know i'm lucky enough to live around probably the biggest um park in sort of the middle of sydney but to get to it i'm still crossing lots of roads and you know it's only sort of like a a 3k loop on the inside whereas you know what you're describing is just absolute sheer bliss so i think again disrupting that pattern if you're able to once a month get in the car and drive to a national park or drive to a beautiful lake or just somewhere that is i think out of the city and out of the the concrete Mm. jungle that many of us find ourselves living in and amongst and working Yes, I'm glad you mentioned that podcast. I'm pretty sure I've listened to that episode, so I'll find that and link that to the show notes. Um, but, yeah, even if you can't do that every second mm, week, even excellent. planning on doing something like that once a month just to get yourself out of the out of the yeah. city and run somewhere that's just a real treat, would highly, highly recommend that one. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, so what you're... have we done? Well, what do you mean, what have we done? Oh, as in getting out of a rut? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I was just going to start recapping, but uh, it sounds like oh. you've got more tips. <laughs> No, no, I was just about to say that how lucky you are and how jealous I am of uh, the trails and everything you have in Ballarat and and Dalesford, but uh, you've really got them at your doorstep. And I must admit, sort of 
the older I get, uh, the more and more I reminisce about some of those really long trails of running around Ballarat. You could, you could go for kilometres and not see a single car or person or it's just bliss. Uh, you, you must be getting old now, Lisa, and are you having these nostalgic <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> I really think I am. I think I'm sort of 35 going on 135 some days. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, I did have a conversation with a friend of mine about the the complex nature of nostalgia. Like, there's you know sometimes it's a it's a very happy, nice feeling, but other times it's just kind of a, a slightly tinged phenomena. I think was the way that it was put to me, and uh, yeah, it does cut both ways. Yeah, it definitely does. So, what have we covered? Look, in in essence, I think we've talked about like really doing like a, a massive change up and radical change to your mix of what you do mm. and kind of considering like doing less. And I know you mentioned during that conversation about sort of taking the competitive pressure yeah. off yourself in terms of both racing expectations and also in your training, um, but maybe even just even taking back a, a step back from competitive running if that's something that you're kind of addicted to is definitely something to consider. And, yeah, trying to run in environments that are sort of much more pleasing and probably yeah with a mix of training that you you really enjoy and that you find sustainable with the rest of your life like that's definitely a theme that we've come back to a few times in the in the last few months Mm, do you know actually on the weekend i went down to park run and i actually paced a friend and i can honestly say that i thoroughly enjoyed that so i think that's probably another way in you know looking to get to give back like you know you're still involved um i ended up doing 15 k's in the end on on saturday and and our park run pace was 4 30 so by no means was it slow but it was actually just really enjoyable being there for somebody else and it had nothing to do yep. with me and i think that's something that i'd like to do more of actually and i was even thinking on sunday on my run you know how do i get involved in maybe being a pacer for some of the big half marathons you know the five minute or mm. five and a half minute k group um and i know that i haven't been very positive towards paces sometimes but i i'm a bit of a metronome so i'm very confident in my pacing skills <laughs> I, I like it yeah i think we could see you pacing a half marathon at some point um so i'll tell you what if you get it wrong we'll let you know about it <laughs> Uh, yes, you will. But uh, yeah, suddenly I just, um, I was actually really excited about the thought of that. So, you know, making it not so much about you sometimes as well is, is a good way to get out of a rut where you're still doing mm. that activity that you enjoy, but, you know, often giving back is actually quite fulfilling. I agree. And yeah, that was exactly the experience I had in Hobart that we were talking about last yes, time. Yes, of course. I- kind of abandoned my performance expectations and um, and just paced your friend and that was that was fantastic. Yeah, well, and look, JT was the same. You know, he was going there to race the 5K, just couldn't get his head around racing and in a way was probably in a bit of a rut. Paced me through the half marathon, loved it. We had a great weekend and then has stepped onto the track every day since then and smashed PB after PB. So, um, you know, good things come out of ruts, I think. They do, they do indeed. Well, I think we've given that a good kick around, mm-hmm. Lisa, and uh, yeah, the clock is ticking. I know there's lots to be t- lots to be done for both of us today. Yes. 
I guess you know the next time we talk about training, maybe we'll um, talk about what what the next goals are for for you, and I'll have a think about um, what I'm going to try and target as well. Yeah, I honestly while. don't know what is next. I know we were going to do the coaching call at the end of this recording today. We spoke about that yesterday, and then mm. yeah, eight thirty last night, uh, our worlds changed. So. I'm not sure. We're actually off to Byron this uh, Friday and suddenly I'm thinking of maybe getting up and doing parkrun on um, Saturday morning because I was pretty much in just a jog and tick over this week and now I'm, I don't know, I'm in, um, I don't know, I have a clean slate which is equally as exciting. Definitely. And yeah, I've, I'm been operating basically with a clean slate for the <laughs> probably for the last four months so <laughs> it's actually quite an enjoyable place to be you can just sort of sit back and enjoy your training and you know if you feel like there's an event that you want to do you can kind of jump into that and that's sort of where yeah. I'm at at the moment and I won't be doing any park run this weekend because I've got another uh, full day of study but I'll be having a bit of a look at the schedule upcoming and, and see what events I can lock myself into. Yeah. I am still thinking about doing something at Canberra but it won't be anything longer than the half marathon that's for sure. Mm, maybe I'll dangle the master's carrot um, and you <laughs> and I can have a 5k showdown. Do you reckon there's any chance they'd put us on the track at the same time? No, we definitely won't be on the track. I guess it's a championship, so um, the, the men will be running with the men and the women with the women. But, uh, yeah, nothing like a bit of a put a time on the board and see if you can run faster than it. Yeah, yeah, I like the sound of that. Always always, always up for a challenge. <laughs> Should we wrap it there? I think so. Yeah, I've got to go to the drawing board and sort of come back with what, well, yep. what's next for me because um, I don't know what that is yet. So uh, watch this space. Very good. Well, you, while you go and clean your slate, I wish everyone a, a good week and yeah, we'll look forward to catching you again when we uh, next record. You have been listening to the Running Technique Tips podcast with Brian Martin and Lisa Biffin. Catch you next time. So recording, we are recording. And how many weeks to go till the marathon, Lisa? So it's five. Yeah. So still, still a few, like still a few to for things you know to go wrong. Um, if <laughs> that's not going to happen, but also a few for things to you know keep plugging away. Yeah. But I'm feeling like I'm definitely hitting a really nice rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, rewind like two weeks ago, and it was still all a bit sort of hard yakka. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the last couple of weeks, things are starting to come together. So I'm feeling quite good actually. And I tell you what, the temperature in Sydney is out of control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm pretty pleased that I'm saying that I'm feeling so good. Like it's it's not so much. Well, it's hot as well. I mean, 43 in Sydney is hot. Yeah unusual but then on top of that you know you've got between 80 and 90 percent humidity um, yeah and i crumble a little bit in the humidity like you just can never seem to cool down no you can't you definitely can't mm. but, so but yeah you, it, you know. it's be sure it's not all your imagination though because people keep saying that global warming isn't happening but it sounds like it might be in sydney at least <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know what it is, but it's definitely hot. Um, mm. So, but I've got a really positive spin on it that it's sort of like my version of um, altitude training, this um, yeah. <laughs> oppressive heat training that I'm currently doing. Um, so, yeah, look, feeling pretty good. So last week ended up with 74 and a half Ks, um, still only five days. Uh, and then the longest run being yesterday's run, um, which was Sunday, so 90 minutes. Hang on. What's yep. today? Today's Tuesday, actually. I forgot. Public yeah. holiday on the Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and came off that, uh, you know, pretty well. I was actually really happy having yesterday as a public holiday. I actually jumped in the ocean for a swim because did that run in 35-degree heat, middle mm. of the day, crazy humidity, um, Def, like was definitely cooked from the conditions more than yep. the actual physical effort of the run. So yep. um, I haven't done anything today yet. I've been a bit of a sloth actually. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's probably not not a bad thing actually. And I, when I was thinking about what we talk about on this conversation, it's like you know we've got to be we're kind of at that really critical juncture of deciding how much. Um, mm. more we're going to do given the limited yep. window of opportunity and having to balance the risk of doing more with getting injured. And one thing that I wanted to talk to you about was like the possibility of trying to progress our sessions a little bit, but maybe dropping a day's running and going back to four days so you get more recovery. Um, but okay. probably what will happen as the sessions progress is that the volume will either stay the same or increase slightly anyway, I think, um, particularly, mm. you know, when we've been talking about doing that sort of back-to-back medium long run as a as a substitute for doing like a really long run. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if we do that one week, then obviously that's going to bump up your overall mileage. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a kind of risk-reward scenario about, yeah, do we I, – I don't think either of us are interested in chasing – k's for the sake of it um, oh not at all and... i mainly i only tell you the amount of k's i do because mm. i'm actually i've actually been impressed with how organically they've just been mm. ticking along without me actually even like, yep. chasing them at all <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's good so yeah maybe that's one thing to keep in mind is you know, if you feel like you have, have an extra day off and you do four days in a week then it's possibly not a bad thing because if we do make those sessions longer and harder, then you're probably going to be searching for a little bit more recovery anyway. Yeah, well, and actually even uh, and, uh, we haven't discussed this previously, but I think maybe with it being so hot mm. um, and not, you know, probably we probably all underestimate how much that heat does yeah. um, take out of you. So even replacing one of those days, exactly what I did yesterday, I just jumped in the ocean. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I swam, I'm doing air quotes here, um, but it was more a leisurely half breaststroke, half freestyle, mm. half dog paddle across to one side and back. Like it, was, it, it wasn't a training session. I agree. And so, yeah, if today t- turned out to be like either a rest day or some sort of like cross training, that wouldn't trouble me. Yeah. At all, given given you had a you know a race on Saturday and then you did a session in the steaming hot heat um, <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday, so yeah, like that that attending to the recovery and recovery being part of training and recovery taking energy in and of itself is like something that I think we need to be careful of at this point. Yeah, 
Mm, yeah, I think so too. Okay. I probably, so I think I mentioned to you the one thing that I am interested in doing this week is that um, 10K event mm. that's on the roads. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be 39 degrees on Saturday. And this <sighs> event starts at, well, it starts at 7 a.m. So if okay. there's any yeah. time that I'm going to run, yeah. It's going to be at 7 a.m. And I, I cannot do that early on my own. So if I'm yeah. <laughs> picked up and taken somewhere and thrown into something, yeah, um, I will do it. But if I had to set the alarm and do it myself, I could tell you right now I wouldn't do it. Yeah. What's the temperature going to be on Sunday in Sydney? Or was that on Sunday or is that Saturday, the race? No, no, no. That's, that's Saturday. I was actually thinking yeah. weather before. Let me pull it up. So Sunday – oh, they're saying actually Saturday is 41 now. Whoa. <laughs> I know. Sunday is 34 and thunderstorms, um, okay. but at least it's yeah. dropping down to sort of 21. We just haven't been getting that reprieve. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, I was just toying with the idea about whether we do that double long run this weekend or not. Or maybe just maybe we would leave that for one more week. Maybe that can be like a like a four week out sort of thing, or even a three week so out can, sort of thing. Do you know what? It actually wouldn't phase me doing it this weekend, and I say that because next mm. Thursday, that's a movie appointment. I've got amazing physio. Yep. So you know, I, I, I genuinely I don't run on Mondays, um, mm. and then if I was just to do Tuesday, Wednesday, easy, then I've got her. So mm. there's, it sort of saves that potential injury mm-hmm. risk got a, she fixes me. <laughs> got, an adjust, got an adjustment coming up. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, why don't we play that by year and just see how you go after your 10K mm, and then we can yeah. decide whether it's worth saddling up and doing another another marathon pace type session. And yeah. Yeah, I think we discussed earlier in the week the concept of maybe doing this 10K or the, sort of a mini adiptic session. So, um Maybe we do 3Ks slightly slower than marathon pace slash effort and yeah. 4Ks at and then 3Ks slightly oh, yeah. faster than. Um, well, actually, that would way to work go. because I haven't done this um, race before, but apparently it's it's 5K out, 5K back, but the 5K out is sort of slightly uphill and the 5K yep. back slightly downhill. So yeah. I think adjusting those times, it, mm. hopefully that um, 3K quicker, given mm. it's downhill, might actually just feel like I'm rolling yeah. nicely without needing to really force anything. Yeah, that'd be good. I like the sound of that. Um, yeah. yeah you, if you're slightly uphill on the way out, you'll be working a little bit yeah. harder as well. So, yeah. yeah. So you'll have to keep an eye on your pace and your heart rate for that, especially if it's hot in the morning. But hopefully it won't be too bad at 7 o'clock. Uh, yeah, well, Friday's meant to be 36. So, anyway, we'll wait mm. wait and see. Otherwise, I'll do well, exactly what I did on Sunday where I adjusted the marathon mm. pace tempos. I, um, it had to stay under 172, I think, which yep. was 172 event threshold. Um, yeah. So, which the pace ended up, I think, about 4.30. So, yep. Um, yep. you know. Which is look, still I think pretty that, good that compared quite, to how hot it was. Yes. Well, I was doing some maths, and I think that's about a, a 309, 310 marathon. Mm, so that's right. Um, yeah. You know, that's something not to be, you know, not to be lost. Correct. Um, exactly. All right. So, what do you reckon then? Just easy then for the rest of the week with the with then the um, idea yeah. of doing the, the the two on the Saturday Sunday. 
Yeah, maybe. Or we just put in something pretty light and short and sharp for leg turnover stuff in the middle of the week. Um, yeah, okay. So that doesn't stress you out too much. What, what did you do last week, sorry, in the middle of the week? Anything? Oh, I did. I only did. Um, oh, you did some minutes, by, didn't you? I did four by one minute because it was, <laughs> also it was hot. <laughs> 40 degrees and I was melting. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. My heart rate in the warm up spiked yeah. to like yeah. 170 and I was jogging five and a half. Okay. Minutes, so. And it's probably going to be hot tomorrow, is it? Uh. Um. It is going to be, oh, no, 29. Yeah, okay, that's not too bad. No. Uh, Maybe we'll throw in some 90-second efforts. um, Yeah. Just to do something that's a bit short and sharp. Um, And, yeah, like, I don't know, 6 to 10 is a range. And, yeah, if it gets hot or things are not working well, just cut it. Yeah, And generous recovery, nice two-minute easy jogging. Yeah. Okay, cool. Perfect. And then, yeah, I, I like the sound of that 10K session and then we can talk after that and just see how you've pulled up and decide whether we back up for another marathon pace type thing on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, which by the time you do some warm-ups and warm-down, yes, Saturday is probably going to be almost 90 minutes of running, isn't it? Because you do such a long warm-up. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am classic long warm-up, and I'm definitely going to need it at 6 o'clock or yeah. whatever time it is in the morning. Yeah, um, yeah. Look, it'll be, it'll be close. It'll be anywhere between sort of 18 to 20 Ks, I imagine, on that mm. on, on the Saturday. Yeah. Um, About so, 80 minutes, I reckon. It would be – Yeah. Yeah, don't push it to ninety just for the sake of it. But yeah, mm. if it if you ended up doing eighty minutes on um, Saturday and then eighty minutes on Sunday, then that would give you that nice cumulative fatigue thing. Mm. Well, I definitely felt it on Sunday. So cardiovascularly, I actually felt really good, but I had mm-hmm. that um, that fatigue that you feel towards the end of long run. So I was pleased mm-hmm. with that. But mission was yep. accomplished. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds like sort of a plan, and that's yep. a plan that we can adjust if we need to. So, <laughs> given the given the weather and everything else, um, yeah. Mm. And and you're still getting into the gym. I am. I think I'm going to go today. Actually, I've been sitting in my gym gear all morning. I just have yeah. to actually get there. <laughs> um, yeah, I've still been going two to three times a week, actually. So yeah. Do my one heavy lift, one sort of rehab stuff, and if I get there a third time, mm. I just sort of potter around. Mm. Okay. It's good. Good, good, mm. good. Okay, All right. awesome. Well, I've got the plan. Um, I just keep on dreading the, you know, go to four, go from 40 degrees down to two degrees in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely, as you said, it's, you know, there's a number of people who've talked about the benefits of that being similar to altitude training, and um, I think I think I saw um, it was either Rochelle Rogers or a coach Raphael Burr posting about that recently mm. on Instagram, and okay. the success that they've had with training through the Australian summer and then going doing a Japanese marathon in the cold. Yeah, uh, yeah, they've had a lot of success with people running big PBs in that sort of circumstance. So. So there's, there's probably a benefit there that you, you are going to get, I would say, um, and it's one that at least you get without having to do stupid amounts of mileage. No, exactly. And look, just um, my, my body is actually feeling really good 
Um, I don't really have like the the Achilles is fine, the calf is fine, yeah, the hip, the hip and the knee is fine. Um, and so, stress levels. <laughs> oh yeah, they're, they're non-existent at the moment. <laughs> okay, that's good. I forgot um, to ask. Yeah, you know, no, they're they're all fine. So um. Yeah, sort of skipping along quite well, and I mean, I was you know happy with my five k on Friday, so mm. it's um the training's been going well for five k's. Let's just uh, mm. see what it replicates for a marathon. Yeah, well, you're definitely in the right zone, five k wise, mm. especially given you did that in the heat mm. and humidity as well for the kind of marathon times that you've been talking about, like you know that sort of. 305-ish or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't think we need to worry about that part of it. It's just, yeah, it's just the just the ability to run it out really is going to be the only question mark. But mm. I, knowing how determined you are, I think if we put you on the start line in reasonable, <laughs> some sort of approximation of um, being in the right shape that you'll be able to run it out. Yeah, I'll definitely finish. That's definitely um, not, uh, not a concern. So, um, yeah. Okay. righty. Well, I'm going to put cool. this in my diary. Okay. And maybe get off the spot and actually go to the gym. <laughs> Very good. Okay. I'm going to stop recording. What is it? Monday, the 3rd of February, Lisa? Um, it is. Four weeks. Four weeks to go. I was just about to ask mm. how long to go. Four weeks. Right. Exactly. Getting towards the business end now. It definitely is, and um, I was thinking on the weekends that around this time in New York, I started to get a bit of a knee niggle, and uh, it was just a glorious two weeks to, of, <laughs> to the death, so yeah. that's not going to happen this time. Excellent. So, um, yeah, hopefully you're not picking up too much of that wind, because I just decided as soon as I started recording to start blowing a gale where I'm sitting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so generally how are the how's the stress level? How's the mood? How are you feeling about the world with four yeah. weeks to go? Stress is actually super low. Um, which is a good thing. And my mojo is still going really strong and really well. I got a bit tired last week. Last week was the first week I think since my mojo returned, um, and even sort of doing this. I guess was calling it a bit of a 10-week block, um, was the first week where I was like, I'm starting to feel a bit tired. But that I'm actually putting that purely down to this weather. Like the weather has been so horrendous. Um, it, it's just been no escape from the nonstop heat and the humidity. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely part of the part of the mix um yeah and i agree given you didn't really step up training that much last week seems to be more to do with the um, environmental conditions yeah and it's sort of because you know our little apartment that we're in at the moment there's no air con like next to no airflow it's just like a constant um it's like an oven i feel like i'm sleeping in an oven and you just don't really sleep that well like it would probably be high 20s in the apartment it's just it's quite gross actually yeah that doesn't sound too good no, um, it's not good at all so I think that really tired me and last week was quite good because we really pulled so many things back um, 
sort of to counteract her that crazy weather the previous week um, and then Saturday ended up having it got to 46 degrees here um, and the humidity was over 80 percent so that's that's just it was that I think it's the hottest I've ever felt in my entire life <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it's pretty tropical isn't it <laughs> Oh dear. So it was funny though, because yesterday the temperature dropped 20 degrees. So it was 24 degrees and this um, thunderstorm came through. So that's actually when I went out for my run. I think it was about six or seven o'clock last night. And it was amazing. Like you'd said to me, don't do anything over 60 minutes. So I didn't. But I actually felt like I could have run forever. (laughs) I couldn't believe that 24 degrees suddenly felt like it was cold. It was just perfect. Yeah, it makes a massive difference. The temperature dropped here as well, so it definitely enabled me to do my two-hour long run on Sunday, doing that mm. starting at about 11 degrees rather than yeah, mid-20s and humid as it has been um, in the mornings yeah. recently. So, yeah, so the week ahead, um, obviously four weeks to go. I'm thinking like ten, probably a 10 to 7-day taper. <laughs> So, well, yeah. I mean, do you need going back to whose book was it? Was saying that if you're running 80 k's a week, you don't need to taper, and I haven't even hit 80 k's. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I, I, yeah, definitely, I think there's not going to be a huge need to have a, a long taper, given yeah we haven't done a huge amount of volume or for a long period of time. So, um, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm only thinking like 10 days because in theory that's about the last time that you can absorb training like allegedly takes 10 days to absorb some sort of training session and get a benefit out of it so in terms of doing anything substantial um closer than 10 days out it's probably more just for um keeping things ticking over rather than hoping to add any more fitness gains so Mm. i guess that gives us what another 18 days of training getting some things in yeah so I've got a my week's a bit unusual this week um I'll I'll give you some of the options so today's Monday I've already done the gym got up early got that done um that felt good actually legs were a bit heavy I think that was a byproduct from the very hilly run that I did on the Saturday in those horrendous conditions so the, the gym was actually a really nice um training set to do this morning um wednesday we're ducking up to byron so i will run on wednesday but it's just gonna have to be a i think an easy run of some sort because i will be having to run in the middle of the day so it's going to be hot probably um okay so session thursday well and this is where it's sort of and this is let me just finish what i've got and then we can i'm just going to throw it all out and then you can massage it around and say yes no or or what have you um thursday at 1 p.m i have amazing physio so i do not like running um the same day or after i've um, seen her friday i have the option of another 5k track it's the masters um 5k and it's actually the race is at 8 p.m and then saturday and sunday i'm pretty wide open um i don't have anything on there so it's a it's a bit of a mixed bag of a week with some options and some challenges that is a mixed bag um so sorry the, the masters 5k was on friday night did you say Friday night, 8 p.m. Um, I originally wasn't even going to consider it. And the only reason that I have sort of thrown it in there is because of the time and the 
it, but you know, it's been much cooler at 8 p.m. Um, my heart's not set on it. Like I'm, I was super happy with that 5K I did the other week, but then throwing it in as an option was from this psychological aspect that I was sort of going with on thinking, well, you know, running sort of 345s or 350s is so much quicker than like three 415s to, you know, 420s um, and, and that ease of how that feeling of how easy that marathon pace would be. Mm. Um, and again, my heart's not, not set on anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, in terms of like confidence building and all of that, I think you've ticked that box with the race that you've already done. So you've basically mm. said you're fit enough to run a 5K at 345s in super hot and humid conditions. So really you probably could have <laughs> yeah. run 340s without too much trouble on a normal day. Um, yeah. So I don't know that there's much more psychological or confidence gains to be had from doing another 5k and I, yeah mm. i'm just worried with the time running out that we should use this time for more specific marathon prep um training um and given you've got such a hectic middle of the week then maybe depending on yeah do it doing that kind of back-to-back marathon pace longer run um yeah. at the end of this week at the back end of this week might be yeah. a way to um get some really specific stuff done that will hopefully tick the kind of marathon endurance box confidence mm. <laughs> and uh-huh. and add some training effect so yeah that would be my initial response yeah the, the only way i could see you doing the 5k is if you actually did it as part of a marathon session which would negate your confidence building because i'd be making you run at 415s <laughs> yeah and... so, so maybe there's no point in doing that on the track <laughs> Do you know what? Like, I actually never see a point of doing that on a track. To me, that just mm-hmm. screams like injury. <laughs> um, and especially with my Achilles being a bit grumpy, I, like I don't want to be on the track just for the mm. sake of being on the track. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, let's can, scra- I'm going to be scra- on there. I'd prefer to run hard. Okay. Well, let's scratch that. Um, yep. But you know, depending on how your week looks, you could do those back to back either Friday, Saturday or Saturday, Sunday. Um, so I don't know which would suit you better. But, um, yeah, maybe we just focus on getting getting that done this week. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, I was, trying to, I was trying to think about, the like, the volume that we try and achieve. And initially I was thinking 90 minutes, 90 minutes with, like, a segment of marathon pace um, in that. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe 90 plus 90 might be a, a risk factor um for, for your for your hip and knee sorry helicopter helicopter just going overhead yeah. um do you know what i could do um is i could do either whether i did friday saturday saturday sunday i could do say like friday in the morning and saturday late afternoon so it's still back to back but there's just a little bit extra of um break i could equally do that on the saturday sunday as well and still getting that 90 minute range for both yep yep well that'll be doable well let me what i was thinking was um doing 30 minutes of marathon pace or marathon effort depending on the conditions and the terrain in each of those runs which would give you like an hour um 
sort of in a in a back to back scenario, which is definitely with the second run. Hopefully, there'll be some sort of cumulative fatigue that you're going to have to work through. Um, and maybe on the Saturday or, or on the first one, the maybe it's like 20 minutes plus 10 minutes, and then the yeah. next day maybe it's just three by 10 minutes um, to give you a little bit yeah. more respite. Um, and yeah. yeah, and so probably minimum of uh, 30 minutes jogging before you get into that in both cases. Yeah. Um, but if you feel like your body's okay and you could do a bit more before you start, then then that would probably be good too. And then you know, I know you're not into long warm downs, and neither and I, neither <laughs> am I. So give yourself give yourself a ten minute jog at the end. Um, yeah. So I suppose the more you can front end a bit of jogging on both of those sessions, the better. But but definitely don't keep front ending it um, if you feel like your your hip or your knee starting to get dicky. Um, yeah, do you know what? Yeah. It actually, it, the front end is an issue um, anyway. Yep. So I would definitely right. prefer to do like thirty to forty or forty to fifty yep. front ends, yep. and then yep. five to ten <laughs> back end, yep. um, yep. just for both body and mind. Because yeah, oh, sounds I, good. Warm downs and me are just weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so look, if we end, if it ends up being. 70 minutes 80 minutes or 90 minutes 70 or 80 80 like i don't don't, it probably doesn't matter that much but i think just getting those two blocks of 30 minutes together within 24 hours or so that's definitely going to give you a different kind of stimulus than you've had so far um Mm. and yeah trying to do them if the conditions are good try and do them at probably what is it, 420-ish or a little bit yep. quicker, depending on how yep. you're going? I can't remember what 420 works out at in terms of the full marathon. You probably know off the top oh, of your head. I, uh, I think it's like a 305-ish or 303. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if it was 420s, that would be good. Um, yep. But, yeah, keep keep an eye on your heart rate uh, as well. It's 302.51, to be precise. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So, so given given sort of we abandon the idea of trying to hit three hours and yeah doing 420s would be sensible i reckon yeah nice and you should be hopefully relatively fresh because you're going to have all of this week basically as recovery um yeah well given hopefully. Look, really the only day really for anything else would be tomorrow which is tuesday um nah. which is fine like i'm not i'm not adverse to doing it um I'm not like my heart's not set on it either. So, yeah. Um, I'm just as happy to um, make it easy. We spoke about last week, or, uh, I think, um, doing a four-day four week. Yep. Um, yep. Should we make this a four-day week or just do yeah. jogging? Because I've only been running five days. Um, yeah, I, th- I think there's given you got travel. This probably a good week to do a four day week, um, yeah. for sure. And so, were you planning on doing anything today? Oh, sorry, tomorrow? No, I just oh no. So just gym today. Tomorrow I usually yeah. just go for a. I just go for a, an easy run late in the afternoon. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Tuesday and so Wednesday's travel, no running. And well, I was just going to do – I was actually just going to do an easy run in Byron. Okay. So right. then it would, probably be, it would probably be Tuesday, Wednesday, and then maybe Saturday, yep. Sunday, um, because yep. Wednesday I have physio, 
yep. the, the day and because I've got her in the afternoon at one o'clock, um, that was probably another reason why I was here or yep. there with the yeah, Masters yeah. 5K. Because yeah. yeah. depending on how my body is, I often take a day or two to recover from yep. it. Yep, 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 yeah. So more likely Saturday, Sunday for our back-to-backs, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah possibly. Um, and what I could even do is get up and do that on the Saturday if it's, you know, 20 minutes past 10. I could even do the first bit in the in the park run. Um, yep. That always sure. sort of works Works quite good. Got some people around me and then, yep. you know, three by 10 minutes is quite an easy one to do solo. Yep, yep. All right, that sounds good. Um, and maybe if you're in Byron and you're feeling relaxed and you're doing that easy run, you could maybe even just roll through four four to six strides or something at the end, nothing too long, oh, like, you yeah, know, like 15 seconds long. or something, if that, yep. Uh, yep. Just, just to keep your legs ticking over during the middle of the week. Um, yep. Yeah, no, strain, no straining or anything. Just, yeah, roll through them. Um, Easy. Probably at the end. Yeah, awesome. um, okay, that's, that'll be good, actually. I was looking at this week and I visually could not picture what to do. Mm. <laughs> I had too many ideas running around in my head. Yeah, I kind of like where we've landed because it'll give you a bit of time to recover from the heat of last week and giving you a feeling a bit tired and you've got a bit on in the middle, like a bit of time to absorb what happened last week. Uh, Won't do you any harm. And then, yeah, hopefully Saturday, Sunday, you'll feel good going into those sessions and you'll get Mm. them done and you'll feel really confident coming out the other side. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. Um, Yeah, Saturday was so brutal, and I think just the terrain of the course was so Mm. hilly as well on top of that. Um, Yeah, I I actually wrote in my notes that one thing I need to be very careful of um, is absorbing that particular day. So Yeah, yeah. I was pretty conscious of that given the the data you sent me. I thought, yeah, that's yeah. a really that's quite a hard threshold and above threshold effort that you've done. So giving yeah. yourself a bit of extra time to absorb that was going to be important this week. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not sorry it's turned out the way that it has. No, neither am I. And I think um, I, I did feel better on Saturday when I did the run, but the Thursday when I did those ninety seconds, and I sort of. Mm. You said between six to ten, and I was close to only doing four at one stage. Um, Like it was all just feeling too hard, and I just thought to myself, I don't want to feel like this going into the marathon. Like the last sort of six weeks, I've I've gotten to every session, and it's been just like, how easy is this? This is fantastic. Mm. I'm feeling great. Um, So just with this nonstop accumulation of heat. I think, you know, needing that extra recovery is um, yep. vital. Yep, agreed. All right, that sounds like a plan. Awesome. All righty, and I'll hit the gym probably another once at least this week anyway. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, yeah, that'd be that, awesome. Keep that going. Okay, keep awesome. All righty. Great. Well, I'm going to stop recording now. Back. Okay. It is Monday the 10th of February. And that means, what is it, three weeks to go? To yeah, Tokyo? three weeks to go. It's getting closer. So I've only now got 10 days worth of work. And then four weeks of holidays begin. It's pretty excited. Yeah, you would be. Um, I know. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. And, uh, yeah, you've sort of been chatting over the weekend about your uh, the week that has just gone. 
and put together some pretty good training at the back end of the week especially. Um, so heading into this week now, how are you going headspace-wise, stress-wise? Are you feeling good about the world? What have you got on your plate? Yeah, I haven't got a lot on this week actually. This is sort of this is. I was looking at it thinking, wow, this week's good. So I have a board meeting on Wednesday evening, but I'm usually pretty flexible on a Wednesday during the day. I'm normally at home, so I can fit around whatever I need to during the day. And actually, I haven't got any other commitments for the rest of the week, which is unheard of. Right, that's good. Yeah, it's it's really good. I wish every week was like this. Yeah, because. Um... Yeah, well, well, that is great because depending on how your body is has pulled up from the weekend, and you can tell me about that in a second. Like this is definitely one of the. Well, there's seven days coming up where we've got a bit of an opportunity to put in some more hard training before we get into that. Not really taper period because that's going to be too short for that. But um, yeah, at least getting some more training in before we sort of get to that ten days week to go before the race because anything beyond that is probably. Uh, well, at least anything hard is going to be counterproductive. But. I was um, I was having a laugh yesterday over breakfast after the run. Um, people saying, "Oh, you know, when are you going to taper?" And I said, "I'm not sure whether it's. Um, I think it's illegal to taper when you're only doing 60 k's a week." <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, look, no, I've actually pulled out pretty well. I don't really have any soreness except for I, I walked into something, but I can't actually remember. Right. So I've got this sore left elbow and this sore left mm. knee. It's, um, it's, it's really peculiar. So anyway, it's not really stopping me doing anything apart from just yep. um, being a little bit sort of tender to touch. And I went to the gym this morning and it was fine. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, I feel fine. It was, I did 65 Ks in the end last week, but mm-hmm. uh, 30, 36 of those were within 15 hours of each other on the weekend. So. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. I mean, that ticks. that really ticks the box in that that intent to do a back-to-back marathon training type session and yeah within that space of time that's that's definitely going to be a uh, as a part as it's as good as or maybe the only way to approach running close to marathon distance without subjecting yourself to undue risk of injury given you haven't been doing a lot of long runs yeah you know i was actually really happy because i know that we spoke about doing you know that was the saturday morning and then waiting until the sunday evening to then yep. do that next session but the weekend just it just unfolded with things completely out of my control mainly being the weather um and trying to juggle around um you know that and uh, so in the end it ended up being so close together but i was I actually just was really pleased how i felt like physically and mentally doing it and I'm not sure whether I mentioned but I also did the Sunday run fasted so I just had a coffee and yep. then just went out and did it so um, I definitely felt the effects like it, it was as though I remember from when I did my 35k long run in the last um, mm. the New York campaign like I was definitely getting similar type of feelings yep. But so far, minus the, um, the the injury to the body. So I was yep. actually from like a, a like a confidence level, I was really pleased with that. That you know that was what the aim was, and I felt like we actually achieved it, despite you know doing next to nothing for the rest of the week. Yep, and I, yeah, and when you say it felt like that kind of long effort, are we just talking like muscular fatigue? Yeah, just that fatigue yep. of oh, my legs are my legs are tired. Like you're not you're not stressed or strained or anything. Mm. Like you've just got that, 
oh gosh, I've used these and now I'm trying to like, I'm, I'm trying to continue to sort of push through this, um, the heaviness, mm. I suppose. Yep. Well, that sounds perfect because I, I think, I think that's probably like 80% of the battle. Um, if you put your body in that position, now it's going to have to adapt and recover um, mm. over the next couple of days. And speaking of which, um, I don't know whether we had sort of talked about doing like a couple of four-day weeks. And was last week a four-day week in the end? I think it might have been. Well, it, it, so again, it was all a bit weird. It ended up... Yep. Well, it, look, it, it was. I ended up doing five days, yep. but only because um, I flew to Byron on the Wednesday and had intended on doing a a longer yep. run on the Wednesday, but I actually fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did eight k's, and then on the the Thursday, just before my physio, I did seven k's. So um, yep. they were they were just they were such short runs. And then I think on the Tuesday, I did. Oh, what did I do? Maybe 12 Ks. Um, yeah. So it like it wasn't five, mm. sorry, four actual days, but it was it was so low in volume within those first five days. Like it, I actually felt like I hadn't done anything. Mm. Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, so yeah, one thing that was crossing my mind before is whether it might be good to wait until Wednesday this week to run. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm not sure how you're feeling about that. Just to give yourself the chance to absorb the weekend because that's definitely a different and harder stimulus than you've had in this campaign at least yeah yeah no that doesn't phase me um yeah it doesn't phase me at mm. all so i've done my gym today which is monday so that's fine um so yeah i can just recovery on tomorrow which is tuesday yep so yeah you could what well, you thinking you'd do some active recovery or another gym or just go to the pool or something or yeah, I might actually just do like a, a gym and a pool. There's a pool at the gym, so um, yep. just do some like walking, easy swimming, and then just some sort of gentle activation things. Yep. I, I like the sound of that, and you know, the more yeah. more I keep listening to these people talking about the importance of recovery and recovery taking energy and recovery being part of your training. Like, yeah, let's let's live that this week. And you've already ticked the gym box, so I think having a nice mm. cruisy day. Um, tomorrow it means you'll hit wednesday feeling yeah, hopefully amazing yes and is i know you said you had the board meeting on the wednesday is that possible to do your session on the wednesday or will it be thursday um i think it might just be easier so i might just do like a run on the wednesday um, yep. because i'll have more time on the thursday i genuinely just like doing my sessions um at night and especially now that yep. the weather's still good um i just i just really enjoy running at like that 5 36 o'clock <laughs> mm. yeah 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 okay that's p p.m by the way not a.m like you yeah <laughs> yes indeed yeah well that, look that sounds fine um and i was thinking given you didn't do anything midweek last week and then you've had these two marathon pace sessions in a row that doing something a bit shorter and speedier might be a good yeah. um, contrast to yeah. what you did on the weekend um, and as usual I can't remember what the last <laughs> midweek session you actually did was uh, oh, I you got a diary in front of me yeah, yeah. um, was it oh, I don't was know it, it might, have been, might have been three minutes three minute I efforts or it, something I, I feel like it was no, do you know what it was? It was 90s. actually before the. It was no. It was before the 
5K. Didn't I do 60? Ah, you might have done minutes. I think I did 60 seconds. Um, oh, no, you're right, actually. I did do 90s because you had an absolute cracker of a session and I had an mm. absolute shocker. Um, <laughs> I, had to, I had to pull the pin at, um, I think, 6 because yeah. it was about 400 degrees. Yeah, yeah. That's All right. right. I did six by 90 seconds. You're right. Oh, was it six by 90 or six by three minutes? No, it was six by 90 because we were going to ah. do, we we're going to do six to 10. And oh, I, that's right. I went to the, the easier yep. end of the six of the, of the, um, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, hmm. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we, I'm sort of agonizing between two and three minute efforts. Probably doesn't really matter, but, um, Maybe maybe threes just to just to keep you in that zone of um, going hard but not going too crazy. Um, too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, three minute efforts with two minute recovery jogs and yeah, yeah what are we gonna do? The absolute high end would <laughs> be ten. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we talk about doing a range again, six to ten. Six to ten, um, yeah, cool. I'm liking right. the range because it just, yeah. if I'm, you know, some days I feel great and I go for the higher yeah. end and other days I just, yeah. nothing is working. Yeah, and look, to, even if you did do ten, I don't think that would be, like, extreme because I'm pretty sure a month ago I actually did ten by three minutes at a pretty reasonable yeah. pace off two-minute yeah. recoveries. So I reckon you're a bit fitter than I am. So, um, yeah, I don't think that would be too over the top. Um, and, yeah, pace-wise on those ones... Yeah, I don't, probably you have to have keep a bit of an eye on your heart rate, but you know, I'd definitely kind of be thinking that you'd be running those, especially given your 5K performance recently at you know 350s or something like that. Yeah, um, easy. Yeah, and if it's if, and if it's easy and it's 345s, then yeah, so be it. Um, so be it. Okay. Yeah, cool. and adjust adjust for conditions like if it's crazy hot or windy or whatever, then yeah. Just dial it, dial it back as needed. Or torrential rain. Or torrential <laughs> rain. Good, good job on running in that torrential rain, by the way. It's, my Yay. sister's been sending me pictures of uprooted trees um, from North Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy up there. <laughs> oh, it has been crazy, but um, okay, cool. And then Friday, I'll do nothing. Where's my rest? Yep. Massage, yep. hard massage. Love hard massage. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the weekend, I have no time yeah. actually. Okay, so probably session on Sunday, would that yeah. suit, suit you? Um, yeah, yeah. So do whatever on Saturday, jog around yeah. park run or whatever whatever, you, whatever you need to do. Um, yeah. And yeah, Sunday, that's probably almost our last chance to do a long, longish run. So... Mm. Maybe I'd just be a bit guided by you on what you think you can handle in terms of duration, um, both confidence-wise and just practically speaking. Like, and and maybe we delay the, the exact decision about what it looks like until um, until the weekend. But yeah, it, I kind of had in mind something like a, you know an hour of easy running followed by some component of marathon pace, faster finish, but. I guess it depends on what you feel like you could do. So what what do you feel like you could do? 
Yeah, look, I think um, like sort of the front end of it, I think we spoke about this last week, front ending it is never the issue. <laughs> I always get to mm. finishing the, the efforts and then think, oh, I can't be bothered doing anything after that. So um, I don't mind with, the, you know, starting with 60 minutes easy and then leading in something. I'm, I'm starting to feel like quite strong again that, you know, mm. 60 minutes actually is just super easy. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when we were talking I'm trying to remember what the benchmarks we were looking at for a marathon pace effort at the end of a long run. I think it was it was either 40 minutes or an hour. It might have only been 40 minutes. Can you remember? I think it was. No. Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway. Um, it wasn't long. Like, it wasn't crazy, crazy long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what have we done so far? I think the longest consecutive has been 20 minutes and then, yeah. the, the, and then plus 10, which I did on the weekend. Um, yeah. And then I've done the 10, 10, 10. Yeah, um, I reckon so we go for forty minutes. Yeah, but 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 doesn't have to be consecutive. And maybe like I was just thinking, actually, to make your first hour more interesting, maybe you drop ten minutes of marathon pace in the middle of the first hour, um, okay. so that so that you go thirty minute jog, ten minutes of marathon pace, twenty minute jog, yep. and then maybe do twenty plus ten. Yeah. On the back end, with some jogging in between those two. Yeah. And yeah. it, that, what's that going to add up to? That'll probably add up to like an hour and 40-ish. 36, so 145. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm sure I could do two minutes or five minutes at the end. Yeah, or maybe, yeah, maybe just so it's different to what you did on the weekend, maybe you could even do 15 plus 15 at the end or if 15 feels like it's killing you, three by 10. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know, 15. Uh, I don't know if I've done 15. No, I don't think we've done that. So just... Yeah, let's just do as 15, a sl- 15, yeah, five. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, easy, awesome. So that'll, yeah, that'll give you 40 minutes of marathon pace effort with some of that at the end under more fatigue. Yeah, um, okay. Oh, no, that'll be good. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, so the experiment continues. It's going to be. Very, I'm just getting more and more interested now in um, in terms of like how you're going to go because obviously you're within three weeks. You're still in one piece. Everything's yeah. looking like it's going well, but obviously you have got that that little bit of overlay. And look, I I don't think it's anything to be not feeling confident about. Um, but yeah, how how are you actually going to go over the full 42 k's? Um, with this yeah, the, less the than less question. than yeah the less than <laughs> traditional kind of um, volume and uh, and build up for the marathon yeah. but you know I, I I think you'll run well off it I, I've got this feeling that you're going to go pretty well yeah look I, I think we've spoken before too that um and I know I was a, a lot younger um but like the couple of half marathons that I did where I um well even run my PB I think I was mm. doing it off like. 40Ks a week and an hour yep. long run. So yep. um, I, I think one thing I've learned about myself is that I don't handle like just the week on week of the grind. Mm. Um, yeah. and, and I think that might also just be a little bit of a factor of my lifestyle. Mm. There, there's just no downtime and no recovery. Um, but I get a bit sick of it as well. Like I just I find mm. it's, it's it stops being enjoyable and a hobby, and it turns to oh god, I've got to run again, and I've got to yep. do you know x amount of k's. Um, 
which, you know, I know lots of people that do the long distances and marathons and they thrive off that, but uh, it's just mm. a little bit too tedious. Yeah, I think, I think I'm like you. And even though I've been run, essentially reduced to a three-day-a-week runner, I've actually, in some respects, I'm really enjoying that because every run is actually uh, something to look forward to and savour rather than feeling like you have to go out and run five or six days a week. Yeah, yeah. And look, who knows, you know, when lifestyle and everything changes and I don't have much on and, um, mm. you know, you can get lots of recovery, but um, it's sort of been a really nice sweet spot. So I still think I probably will get that I haven't done the work tiredness at the back mm. end. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, like the long work, but um, oh, do you know what? You, you, can, you can push through that, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And you, you can't push through an injury. No, <laughs> you can't. Yeah, he tried that. And, yeah, as I think I've said before, I'll back your determination um, to finish off. Even if you're struggling in the last 5Ks, I'm sure you're going to get there. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it's not like you're going to completely fall apart, so it's just going to hurt. No. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So, um, no, I'm actually looking forward to it. Like, there was, I think maybe, oh, when was it? Probably about eight weeks ago or so I, when I said to you, I, like I'm, I'm taking the performance out of this now because mm. I'm, I'm genuinely not enjoying the thought of wanting to do this marathon. I don't even want to do it anymore. Um, yeah. And that was a really nice moment of all of a sudden. I thought, oh, actually. Pressure's off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the pressure's off. And even people ask me, like, oh, what are you aiming for? I said, I'm, I'm actually not. Like, I just, I'm just going to go and I'm going to do it. <laughs> mm. And see what comes of it. Yeah, yeah I like that. So. Actually, that might be something something just to think about in the next few weeks is like how you'll approach the race itself and like how you might yeah. adjust your pacing based on how you're feeling and what the conditions are like and, you know, who's around well, you, all of that kind of stuff. Because mm. I've been doing all these long sessions on my own, especially on the weekend. I did 36Ks mm. on my own in the torrential rain. <laughs> yeah. I had, a, I had a lot of things done. Um, and I've, I've sort of settled on... I'm, I'm looking at this as 8 by 5 Ks, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's a bit unorthodox. Um, no, I like I it. Lots of people think about, oh, I'll get to halfway or get to 30 K and do this or that. Um, I'm sort of thinking about it, oh, it's, just, it's literally 8 by 5 K, you know, run them mm. in 22 minutes. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know, it's sort of just something that sat really well with me when I'm running along doing these efforts going, oh, you know, you, you're doing one mm. of your 5 Ks. Yep. Yeah, so, I, I like that. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that approach goes. And I think, um, like, weather, oh, it could be anything. Mm. I think last year was pretty terrible there. I think it's yeah. usually meant to be cool, but, um, yeah, yeah, it'll, it'll be what it'll be. But I know that I definitely won't go out with the group because I'm in this yeah. lead or whatever you want to call myself. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. They'll go out crazy. Know, well, I think they'll go out crazy. And also the first 5Ks is downhills. So. Mm. <laughs> um, and I think also, you know, traditionally the Japanese athletes, which I imagine there'll be quite a few of, um, like they're yeah. traditionally very hard racers. They, yeah. you know, go out hard and um, hope for the best. Yeah. I, yeah. I do not want to be doing that. <laughs> no, you've got to be careful about being sucked along with that stuff. Yeah, and... And, yeah, thinking about what you'll have on your watch, like what sort of – will you have some auto splits or will you just take some manual splits? Like I, I, I think, you know – I'm going to put having, 5Ks on there as the auto splits, yep. actually. Um, yeah, good idea. I've 
decided, so I've been training a lot to either just having the heart rate and the lap splits or just ignoring, um, so in the in the two races that I've done, the 5K and then the, the Cadbury half that we did, um, yeah. I've actually just switched off everything and tried to just really get in tune with how I'm feeling. Yeah, I like it. Um, and on both of those um, times, I've, I've both come out saying I've really enjoyed that run. Um, mm. You know, t- time-wise, Cadbury, you know, certainly wasn't one of my best times, but I was mm. at a solid time and I was really pleased yep. with it. Um, and then the 5K time blew me away. So yep. I think... I think that's been working. And I think that sort of replicates a little bit of this training because, you know, mm. I'm not staring at my watch every five seconds when I'm yeah, doing yeah, yeah. Um, these efforts. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, yeah, so 5K splits and just really tuning in to how the body's feeling. <laughs> I like it. And, and and maybe as you go through the first K marker, just have a sneaky look at your watch and see how much time has gone by, just in case you run it in 3.50 or something. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's true. <laughs> Especially if it's if it's downhill and you get sucked along and you're fresh, like it'd be easy to run a uh, an unintentionally quick, you know, you probably get away with running a, f- a quick first K, but um, you definitely don't want to end up running a quick first two or three. So that'll no. definitely cook you at the back end. <laughs> Yeah, no, I definitely don't want to. That's a good idea, actually. Um, I will do that. So they're probably, I think, three cues. I think I can take them. Five K yep. splits, how I'm feeling, and check the time on the first K marker. Pace, pace check at first K. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good. All right, that sounds awesome. like a plan. Very good. Um, I can now stop recording, I think. Stop recording. <laughs>